Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. So the howitzer, that big cannon that was backed by popular demand after Military Appreciation Day, it was going to fire after every Georgia Southern score, and it ran out of ammunition, Cody. It ran out of blanks. Uh, Georgia Southern put up 48 points, the most points uh, they put up all season. And, uh, you know, for, for them running out of uh, things to fire, that's that's a good problem to have. That's an excellent problem to have. And, yeah, this is the most points that they've uh, put up all season, but there definitely was some points left out on the field. Um, there was uh, that key opening driver in the first quarter, definitely, that uh, they stalled out, and I'm sure we'll get to more in-depth about that later on. Yeah, we will. 48-13, to 13, the final score against South Alabama as Georgia Southern improves to 4-1 and overall and 2-0 and to start uh, Sunbelt Conference play. Now, Cody, they kind of open a interesting stretch to the season where, uh, you know, they – Go on the road for their first uh, kind of road stretch. Um, obviously had that one game against Clemson, but everything else has been at home. So in the in the comfort of uh, Paulson Stadium. So uh, now they have two uh, long road games where you, you have a quick turnaround against Texas State, a nationally televised game on ESPNU, and then turn right around after that, uh, play in New Mexico State. Um, no longer in the conference, but a, a lot of miles are going to be logged between those two games. So it'd be interesting to see how Georgia Southern fairs um, on the road yeah it will definitely be interesting to see how they handle going on the road back-to-back trips and uh, it's not short trips either it's not like it's just up the road to Atlanta or to uh, Conway these are you know different time zones um, so I think in, in, in the two teams that they're going to play New Mexico State and Texas State you know I think that's going to really be the only challenge if we look at both teams on paper compared to us there's not really anything that's going to scare you about either one of those teams, and we should handle it. I think the only difficulty and the only challenge that we have coming up is actually going to be how do we handle being on the road, how do we handle being a short week, and um, and if we can't overcome that, then we should win both these games pretty handily. So that's Cody and Matt. Welcome to Gotta Talk. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and uh, let's get it started with uh, talking more about that South Alabama game, and then we'll get into previewing Texas State. Let's get it. So now, Cody, when you look at that uh, South Alabama game and look at the stat line, it, it's kind of interesting because you, you would look at this and, and you wouldn't really be able to predict uh, that 48 to 13 score. I mean, it was pretty even. Um, you know, we had uh, one more first down, 18 to 17. Um, they were better on third down efficiency, uh, seven for 16. We were two for eight. Um, and oh, uh, we were 0 for 1 on uh, fourth down. They were uh, 1 for 2. Total yards, uh, you know, we were 394. They weren't far behind at uh, 326. They obviously had more uh, passing yards. That's kind of to be expected. We knew they were a, a pass-heavy team. I mean, we'll, we'll get more into the defense and, and how well they played. But they had 197 passing yards. We had 99. We, of course, uh, the, the rushing team uh, with uh, 295 yards, they were 129. Um, and then penalties again, um, you know, we had, were nine for uh, 83 and they were 10 for 90. So uh, really pretty even across the board there, even time of possession. Uh, they actually own time of possession, 32 minutes uh, to just over 27. And it really the only thing that was uh, lopsided was turnovers. Uh, we forced uh, four turnovers, um, obviously uh, sealing the game with that pick six. So um, just, just 
just kind of talk about, you know, how, how this game went, Cody, uh, you were there in Paulson stadium. How was the environment? And, um, you know, again, looking on, on paper, it, you know, it looked like it would be much closer than this, but, um, obviously the, the final score says differently. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be the big key there is, is the turnover margin. We were plus four. We didn't give the ball over at all. Um, I think that enabled us to have short field for a lot of those possessions in which we were able to put uh, the ball in the end zone. So that may have limited the number of yards that we had uh, total or at the end of the uh, game for the stat line. Um, but, you know, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is, is what's on the scoreboard. And, and we had 48 and they had 13, so therefore we win. So when, you, when you're plus four in turnovers, you're probably going to win pretty handily, and, and, and we did. So that, you know, that's all that, that all that really matters. And as far as the environment in, this, in, in Paulson Stadium, it was great. It's fantastic. It was hot, but it was definitely a, a great atmosphere. And Georgia Southern now 191 and 39 all time at Paulson Stadium. So the power of Paulson uh, is real, Cody. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned an interesting stat in our uh, season preview of the 30 points per game of, of how well uh, Georgia Southern um, is when they score 30 points or more uh, per game. They are now 227 and 16 all time when scoring 30 points or more um, again scoring uh, 48 uh, most points of the season so far against South Alabama so uh, you know it, it definitely looks like the the offense is clicking obviously uh, you know defense came into play there you know set us up for for the first score and then obviously the pick six at the end um, but but it uh, seems like the offense is, is coming around especially with those second half adjustments yeah they definitely seem to be able to make adjustments coming out of halftime and 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 to really attack the what the defense is doing to them. I guess you can really say the only kind of, I guess, major or not really major, but two concerns that I have when you look at the offense is it seems like the third down conversions over the last couple of games seem to be getting uh, lower and lower. You know, today was two for eight. That's not really that good. So that has to be something I think we need to kind of clean up. And, and maybe that's a test to, you know, we're in third and long situations and not really able to kind of utilize the the full aspect of our playbook that we have and then the only other thing that kind of concerns me is we have these slow starts again for the I think this is the second time second game in which we've driven down the length of the field got it to a fourth and goal situation and we couldn't convert or we couldn't get that first down inside the 20 to make it first and goal so um, we did this same thing against UMass and luckily we're not playing with those two teams they weren't very good so we were able to get away with it, and the defense was able to keep us in it until the offense was able to click. But, you know, if we're going up against App or Troy later on in the season, we don't need to leave those points out on the field. We need to punch that in. We need to get that touchdown. We need to jump up and, and, and really put the pressure on the other team. So those are two concerns that I have going forward in regards to this. But overall, everything looks fine. Um, second half adjustments at the best, and, and the offensive team make seems to be – um, fantastic. Um, they just seem to really, uh, really know how to um, move those chess pieces and, and be able to really, uh, you know, jump on the uh, opposing team in the second half. So looking at those individual stats, uh, Shy Wirtz with another big day, Cody. Uh, he had 99 yards passing for a touchdown, a rush for two uh, two touchdowns as well for uh, 85 yards rushing. Um, he now leads the Sun Belt in touchdowns. So let's uh, just start off talking about the uh, quarterback play of Shy Wirtz. Yeah, I think the the quarterback play from, from Shy has been well above anybody's expectations from at the beginning of the season. So he just he – and continues to impress more and more. And 
he just seems to just be able to orchestrate and 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 lead like we were all hoping for. I don't think too many people thought it would be to this extent or how well he's done, but you can't look at how he plays and be disappointed in it. Um, he's he's played phenomenal, and he has certainly gone past any of my expectations that I have of him for this season. And hopefully, it it this isn't the peak, but he's still on a steady climb to even to even greater heights, to even even to to play better. Uh, and I can't wait to see how well the offense does at that point. But you can definitely tell he's a leader. He's a general of this offense, and he is he's just playing phenomenal. Yeah, and and let's talk a little bit more about that uh, that uh, pass he had to Darian Anderson. I mean, this is a kid that was you know heavily recruited. He was actually committed to the University of Georgia, uh, decommitted from them, um, and you know uh, haven't really seen too much of him. You know this season, uh, you know hearing his name called, obviously uh, Obi Fortune uh, missing the first half for that uh, targeting call. Um, against Arkansas State. So just talk about Darian Anderson, uh, you know, get, making that big 58-yard uh, uh, hole for the for the touchdown. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful play that the best had uh, had had drawn up. You could tell just you know, when you see him on the sideline, he's just a, he's just a Anderson is just a big re- receiver, and you see him going in there and playing, and, and and he blocks well, and he doesn't really get a lot of opportunities for for the ball to be thrown to him. So for him to to not only come out in this game and and really continue that that great ethic of of, of blocking and and being a great blocking receiver, uh, to see him really kind of you know take that route and 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 just go down down the field like that was phenomenal he, and and he's well deserved and hopefully we'll see more of him um, in some capacity the rest of the season because I think he's I think he's a great asset that we have and he's definitely a great talent so I can't wait to see him hopefully utilize more in this offense and if he is then that's even you know one more weapon that the uh, defenses have to contend with. Yeah, and uh, looking at uh, rushing, let's let's talk about Monteo Garrett uh, having a career day with 11 carries for 91 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but you know that this is something we've uh, been looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, Garrett could bring to the table and. Um, you know, look, look to be uh, banged up there for for a minute in the game, but uh, you know, luckily he he seemed to bounce back uh, just fine and and had had a career day. Yeah, he played phenomenal. Um, and he is he he took a hit today that I think showed just how tough he is. Um, there was a pitch out, and the defender came and clipped him out of his legs and really made him do a complete flip and land on his head. Um, and he got right back up and and went back to playing. Uh, just an incredibly tough, incredibly phenomenal performance today um, from Garrett. And, you know, the Alabama or South Alabama defense seemed to be giving us that outside pitch. And, you know, we were there, we took it, and, and Garrett, you know, performed excellent. And he just did his his, did his job and, and took that pitch and boom, around the side he goes. So, you know, again, the offensive players played great, you know, besides a couple of drives that – that again at the beginning that you know hopefully we would hear in the near future in the season is able to um to punch that in but overall all these guys played played great now now why do you think that is though that, that those slow starts I mean like you said the it seemed like the outside was there with the pitch and uh, we talked about the half uh the halftime adjustments and you know it, it seemed early on that that inside dive uh, wasn't working and 
and they kind of quickly went to the outside and, and they mix in those passing plays. But, you know, later in the game, you saw Wesley Fields, um, you know, break some runs straight up the middle, uh, including that, that long uh, 27-yard touchdown. So, you know, just, just kind of talk about, how, you know, is, is it all offensive line play or are they kind of gelling through the game or is, is it adjustments? What, what do you think is kind of leading to that slow start? I think it's more that the defense – knows what we're going to try to do in that first series or two. I think they know that we're going to try to go in that inside dive play um, so that they stack the box and, and they bring more guys that we can block. So I think that's the main reason of it. And and we all know that with this style of offense that, that you're going to have to establish that and you're going to have to have a certain number of plays in which that inside dive is called. Um, so it's very – I think it's kind of easy for defenses to just, all right, we're going to stack the box – and we're gonna we're gonna stop this inside dive, and we're gonna force them to go to the outside. And you know, you would hope that maybe to open up some gains that we see it more on the uh, outside. But you know, we're winning, so you know, don't don't fix what ain't broke. So it's um, it, I think it can be frustrating. I think it's gonna, you know, these teams will will get past it, and we'll put up big numbers, and, and we'll have you know these type of scores. My concern of it is is when we play App, when we play Troy. Um, when we play decent, really good teams. So I think it's mainly just the defenses is able to, to know kind of what we're going to do that first series or two. Um, and then, as you can tell, you know, DeBest kind of understands, all right, this is how their defense is going to play us, so now I know how I need to attack them which is why I think we see in the second half those adjustments made, and then we just put points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now turning uh, attention to the defense, um, just another lights-out day. I mean, you know, obviously uh, almost uh, holding South Alabama um, to without a, a touchdown. Um, you know, they, they, they got the score there in the fourth quarter, um, and, and penalties kind of came into play there, uh, put them in position. But, um, you know, just another really strong performance. Uh, again, uh, the, the four takeaways, Monquavia and Brinson, another uh, huge day. Um, had an interception, you know, just, just lights out by the defense. So let's just uh, talk about them. Yeah, they played phenomenal. Uh, you couldn't ask the defense to play, I don't think, really any better. Four takeaways. Uh, Brinson had an interception. Ward had the interception for the uh, touchdown. You had a couple of fumbles that were recovered. So just a great overall day uh, from all the guys. Uh, you can tell that, that – you can really tell what Sloan has brought to this program that everybody on the defensive side has bought into it. You know, we may give up some yards. I mean, that's obvious. We've seen the, the yardage totals, you know, pretty high in some of these games. But that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is is points on the board. And we keep offenses um, out of the end zone. And then, you know, if they do get points, it's usually by field goals. So, you know, that's that's encouraging. That's 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 what's needed, especially when sometimes we do have these slow offensive start. Uh, to me, I don't, I don't I don't know if there's a weak spot in this defense right now. Um, I know that we were concerned at the beginning of the season with linebackers, but that seems to, the linebackers seems to be playing phenomenal. And, you know, there was concern about the defensive line, about will they be too small, will they be quick enough, and they seem to be quick enough. They don't seem to be too small at all. They seem to be getting great pressure to the quarterback. Um, I don't know how many sacks that we had today, but I think we had at least a couple to go alongside the, the turnovers that we had. So, you know, I think if you were going to look at this game particular and say, okay, where was there any flaw or any, you know, thing in the defense you want to point out as far as what needs to be improved maybe run defense because they seem to be able to um, run up the middle pretty well but outside of that I think we played almost pretty pretty um 
I mean, I don't want to say perfect, but it was pretty spot on how well this defense played today. Yeah, actually, just one sack uh, today, which is actually a little surprising if it, uh, if you watch the game. It it seemed definitely seemed like more, but but certainly uh, quarterback hurries and uh, made uh, Evan Orth, uh, you know, kind of kind of scramble a little bit more than he probably wanted to, and and put pressure on them. And, and that's one thing to point out is that uh, this South Alabama team, you know, they're they're questionable on defense and we knew that coming in but they're a pretty good offensive team i mean you know they put up 35 points against memphis uh 26 against, against louisiana tech um and obviously struggled against app but you know they they know how to put up points and then you know they're they're a um high you know high powered kind of passing team and um once again our, our secondary cody just uh shining there and you know we we've talked about it all season that we might have you know one of the best if not the best uh secondary in the sunbelt conference i i think i think we might be the best i think we are the best i think we definitely have the best two corners um, and Vildor and Brinson. Um, I don't understand why teams are throwing uh, anywhere near Brinson. Um, he either deflects it, it's or it's uh, incomplete, um, or it's or it's a pickoff, or it, it, it's an interception. So, I, I mean, he's he's about as locked down as locked down can get. And Vildor's the same way. I mean, he's you, anybody that's on him ain't catching the ball. So. Like I don't know if there's a better secondary group in this conference, and I certainly don't think there's a better cornerback tandem that we have in this conference for sure. So that's uh, something that definitely uh, helps out that defensive line and linebacker core for their fantastic play. And, you know, another shout-out to Scott Sloan, defensive coordinator, for that, uh, you know, because – these are the same guys from last year, and we knew they were talented. You know, we we, we knew that they they had this potential, but to, to see it, you know, we talked about giving up all those big plays last year. You know, they you would have flashes of brilliance, and then you know they would they would give up a fifty yard touchdown, and you know there there wouldn't be a, a safety or corner, uh, you know, twenty yards in sight. So it just kind of again just to kind of talk about the job that that Scott Sloan has done uh, with this talent on defense. Yeah, uh, it makes a big difference when you have competent coaching, to say the least. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about the uh, forced fumbles, and you had uh, Tamarcio Reese uh, back in the lineup. Um, I believe that was the first time he was back since uh, Clemson, I think. So just, uh, you know, kind of talk about what he means uh, for this defense and, and getting him back. He's an anchor at the linebacker position, um, you know, a leader, and somebody that's going to hit you hard, too. Uh, he put out some big hits. So, I mean, he's just he's just a fantastic player, and uh, hopefully he stays healthy the rest of the season because we're going to need him. I guess the, the final thing really to kind of talk about um, for the South Alabama game uh, would be penalties. I mean, you know, again, uh, kind of came into play uh, where, you know, we, we came in uh, to the game even after um, having more penalties than usual against Arkansas State, uh, we were still uh, third in the nation um, in uh, in the least amount of penalties. Where uh, South Alabama was actually uh, dead last, at least in, in penalty yards. I think they were second to last in uh, penalties per game. So um, you know, you you kind of and then Arkansas State was the same way. So you you kind of thought that it would go a certain way, but as I said earlier, you know, pretty even there um, as far as penalties go. So where do you where do you kind of see that, Cody? I mean. Is it is that officiating? Is that you know maybe we we are making a little bit more mental mistakes than we did early on in the season? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think <laughs> I think.
think the Sun Belt has a has a quota of at least two holding calls they have to call on us in each game. So I just you know, regardless of if we do or don't, I think they're gonna always call find somewhere to call at least two holding calls against us, regardless of what the other team's doing. So that's kinda frustrating. But I mean it's just it's just the way that football goes. I mean, yeah, it's great if we only commit two penalties, you know, a game, but that's, you know, highly unlikely that's going to happen. As long as the team focuses on being disciplined and don't continue to beat themselves in the or shoot themselves in the foot, uh, then we'll be fine. You know, we can we can all understand a holding call that happens here and there. We can all understand, you know, a pass interference call that may happen from here or there. But what we can't have happen are the unsportsmanlike penalties, the the late hit out of bounds, the cheap shots, the the, the fighting that takes place, and, and then you get the personal foul for that. Those penalties I don't see us making. Um, so that's good. And hopefully they will stay that way throughout the season. But, you know, if if we get, you know, a, a, a penalty during the play, you know, that's going to happen. That's football. But as long as we're not making those stupid penalties that are, the unsportsman likes the the you know after after the play penalties that cost us 15 yards or uh, cost us a first down then we'll be fine all right so now let's move on to previewing texas state you know we go out there to san marcos texas um you know it's our uh, just a second time hitting the road this season of course uh you know dropping that game against Clemson um, earlier in the year. Um, so, and, and again, beginning that uh, kind of two-game uh, road stretch, uh, you know, is going to be really interesting to see um, how we do. So, uh, Texas State, you know, they come in at 1-4. Uh, and four. Um, Their only win coming against an FCS opponent in uh, Texas Southern. They just lost to uh, UL Lafayette. Um, Louisiana Lafayette 42 to 27. Um, you know, I watched, uh, most of that game. Um, you know, that game was, uh, 28, uh, to nothing. Uh, Lafayette was, uh, leading in the half and, you know, they, uh, Texas State sort of made a run in the second half, but it seemed like every time they would score, uh, the Raging Cajuns would have an answer. Um, so, you know, this, uh, this Texas State team, Cody, I mean, uh, as you kind of mentioned, um, in the intro, you know, doesn't seem to be a huge threat, uh, to Georgia Southern, but, um, you know, again, you know, the, the, this is a team that we, you know, it's a long road trip and it's a short turnaround, short week. Um, you know, they played at home, uh, this, uh, Texas State played at home this, uh, last Last week, so they get to stay at home, and uh, you know, so that all all that could kind of come into play, and you know, maybe Georgia Southern comes out flat, and uh, you know, th- they make it a ball game. So uh, j- just kind of talk about what what you kind of expect from this uh, Texas State team. Well, just to look at it on paper, this game really shouldn't be close. We should we should dominate on both ends of this game, defense and offense. But it's the certain intangibles, you know, have you already mentioned that that we don't know how it's going to affect this team, right? It's the short turnaround week. It's, you know, will this team have enough time to prepare for Texas State? And then on top of that, you have the the road trip. You know, it's at their place. So all that together kind of makes it, you know, uh, you know I don't want to say interesting, but you kind of question, you know, will this team come out? Will they play as well as what they played on uh, Saturday against South Alabama? And we hope so. I think from everything that I've seen with Lunsford and the staff, they'll have this team ready and, and prepared. Uh, to play the thing about this short turnaround week is that you know it may benefit our offense the most it'll not give ten, uh, Texas State that much time to prepare for us and you know hopefully that'll benefit Wirtz and, and company and we'll be able to put up a whole bunch of points and, and numbers on them so 
I think you know I think we'll know pretty early in that game how will uh, how that game will turn out whether it be close or whether we win it big. But outside of the, it being a road trip on Thursday night, I don't see where really this game should be close. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the stats from the uh, Lafayette game, uh, you know they Lafayette had uh, 557 total yards um, and 327 rushing yards. Um, I know at half they had uh, just shy of 200 rushing yards. So, um, you know, the Texas State defense um, certainly not, not looking very strong there, um, you know, against the run, which obviously is a – Good sign for Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's definitely a good sign for us. So, you know, if they can't stop the run. We're gonna we're gonna put points on them all day. I just, I just don't I don't I don't see them stopping us. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't I don't see them stopping us at all. And again, you know, with uh, you know this Texas State team, you know, um, you look at their opponents, um, you know, where we were kind of talking before we started recording. The uh, you know Lafayette is kind of hard to get a read on. Obviously, we don't play them this year, um, but. You know, this this was their first. Uh, this was also their first uh, FBS win. We, you know, we were talking about Texas State. Um, their their only win coming against the FCS team. Lafayette only beat uh, Grambling before beating Texas State. So it's hard to get a read on them. But if you look at their schedule, you know, they've played Alabama, they've played uh, Mississippi State, and then they lost by two points to Coastal Carolina. You look at Texas State. And you know they've they lost to uh, South Alabama um, a few weeks ago, uh, forty-one to thirty-one. Um, they lost to Rutgers to open the year. Um, they lost to uh, Texas San Antonio, which is usually one of the the bottom feeders of the FBS. Um, lost to them twenty-five to twenty-one. So uh, you know their schedule hasn't really been that impressive. Even even their you know big non-conference opponent at Rutgers, um, and you know got dominated there. So um, yeah, just just nothing really to to see to to see a threat there. But obviously, we can't take it for granted. No, we can't take it for granted. And, and the interesting thing about that South Alabama game is that they were up, I believe, by 15 or so in the second half. And South Alabama scored 25 points to, to win that by 10. So, you know, that was a game that they seemed to, to be clearly they should have won, and, and they blew it uh, to the South Alabama team. So we can't take it for granted. Um, the, you know, this is, you know, Division One college football, so you can't just go out there and sleep on a team and think that you're just going to win just because you show up on the field. Uh, that's not how that happens. So, like I said, I think we'll come out prepared. You know, this week really told me something about this team. You know, this was, you know, what many people have looked at as far as maybe a letdown game. Um, with the big win from Arkansas State, will our team come out focused? Will they come out determined to, to really uh, put it on South Alabama? And and South Alabama had an axe to grind against us uh, for that beatdown uh, from last year. So, uh, you know, we came out. We handled our business. We put it on them, and and we went back into the locker room uh, with a victory. So uh, that to me was encouraging about how you know disciplined this team is, how well they came out focused. I think they'll do the same against Texas State, and hopefully uh, the next time we're doing this podcast, we're a five and one team, not a four and one team. <laughs> All right, so Cody, you uh, just mentioned, um, you know, how Georgia Southern would go into that South Alabama game, and you know that possibly could be a, a letdown game, and, and certainly it wasn't. You know, we, uh, you know, answered the call. Um, you know, big win there. So now, you know, the question is, you know, how have uh, expectations changed? You know, we've we've talked about it, you know, all through the season, and uh, you know, it, you know, it seems like now. Uh, you know things are, are building in the right direction, and then we've we've uh, got this Texas State 
game that you know everyone expects a win in um again can't take it for granted but we win there we you know beat a new mexico state team a not very good new mexico state team um on the road in the following week and then we're six and one um already bowl eligible playing uh, app state on uh thursday night on national tv and, and they very well uh, probably will be six and one um playing us uh, in that game so you know what where, where do you kind of see expectations now you know how how far can this georgia southern team go yeah matt our expectations i think have definitely changed for this season we're four and one now I think looking at the rest of the season, um, a nine-win season is, is definitely attainable, which is a far cry from what I think you and I both kind of thought at the uh, beginning of the season, which we were thinking, well, if we get seven wins, that'd be great. Eight wins would be fantastic. So right now, uh, the way things look and, and how well we're playing on defense and offense, really I think the only two games left that I think we're really kind of questioning is is the App State game in Troy. And... You know, I think we can easily compete in both those games. They're both in Paulson Stadium. It's the last two home games we have um, for the rest of the season. And the road teams that we have seem to be beatable. You know, we have Texas State, we have New Mexico State, and then Louisiana Monroe, um, Coastal, and Georgia State all left on the road. Will all five of those games be easy? I don't think so. I think there will be a couple of games here and there that may be closer than what we think or what we hope for. So I think we'll definitely have to be wary about some of those. I think especially the Coastal game, that one kind of scares me a little bit. But I think a nine-win season is definitely there. Uh, we just have to come out and execute um, and stay focused. And, 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 and to remember that you know, right now we're just a four-win team. And if we don't win the rest of the season, that's all we're going to be regardless of how well we started. So we have to finish. We have to keep on coming out determined, focused, and and not letting our, our immediate success get to our heads and cloud our judgment and, and think that we don't have to prepare, think that we don't have to come out there and, and be ready for a team that definitely, um, you know, whoever the opponent is definitely wants to come out there and beat us for sure. So we definitely can't come out there and think that we're just going to show up with Georgia Southern or juries and, and we're going to win automatically. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, people have to, uh, you know, realize we were a two win team last year and, you know, I, and I think the team at this point, uh, still realizes that. And, and that's going to be the key is at what point, if there's a point, do they stop realizing that? And, and, you know, maybe do they get uh lexicodazical and, and, and take a team for granted, you know, take a coastal Carolina for granted, take a Georgia state for granted, Louisiana Monroe, or even Texas state coming up here on Thursday. Um, so that, that, that's going to be the key. I mean, it, you know, it seems like we've, we've got the chip on our shoulder. We want to keep it. Um, you know, we, we, we still have something to prove and you hear that from the coaching staff, you hear that from Lunsford, but you also hear that from the players. I mean, that, that, you know, that's coach speak. That's what you expect from the coaches, but to, to hear that from the players and, and, you know, I, I believe it when they're saying it. Um, so as long as they can keep that mindset, I think we're in good shape. I do think we probably, uh, win nine games, if not more, you know, I, I think we can, uh, possibly take one of those games against app state or Troy, uh, maybe both, you know, maybe we do drop one that we're not supposed to. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, if we beat App State or Troy, then that kind of balances out. But I think nine wins is, is definitely kind of the benchmark now, maybe even more. Yeah, I think so too, especially if we win these next two games and we're 6-1 and one going into that App State game, uh, then nine wins is definitely the, the benchmark for us to uh, to shoot for and, uh, and should be able to obtain pretty easily. <laughs> So 
So closing things out, let's uh, talk about predictions, Cody, uh, for this Texas State game. Um, you know, how, how do you think Georgia Southern is going to fare? Uh, like you said, uh, you know, as long as we don't come out flat and, and, and take them for granted and, you know, uh, you know, hopefully the all the miles uh, logged don't uh, doesn't doesn't wear on us. But, um, you know, if, if, if all if all goes right, you know, how, how do you think this thing's going to go? Uh, I think it will go kind of like the, all the other games have gone. You'll see your offense, I think, kind of take a little while to kind of get it going. But then I think it takes over, and I think we win pretty handily. I think the defense does its thing, keeps us in it in the beginning. And um, and then, you know, I, it, if I'm going to put a score on it, I think we're somewhere around the 50-point range, kind of like how we were against South Alabama. I think it's probably – 52, 56 to probably like 10 or 13 is what I would probably say is what the, what the score is. But I definitely understand why people think that this is going to be a, a you know a game to be concerned about um, with the road trip, with the short week. But we should handle this pretty easily. And if we do, uh, that's going to be – I think that's even just going to put more confidence in the team and more confidence in, in uh, the fan base about, you know, that this shit's been turned around and, and, and we're back. Yeah, you know, I think it could uh, kind of end up being similar to the Lafayette game where, you know, we actually get up uh, pretty big, even bigger than we did against South Alabama. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if they make a run there in the second half. You know, I think they probably do uh, put some points on the board because, you know, they, they can they can sling the ball around um, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think we, we win this by uh, multiple scores. I'll, I'll say I, I don't think we, we hit the 48-point uh, mark. I don't think we set a new uh, a point total for the, for the year. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll say around um, – I'll say 38. I'll, I'll, I'll say like 38 to 15 is what this is and um you know just kind of uh you know win win pretty handily and uh you know move on to new mexico state um you know and, and let's just hope we we get out of there injury free um and, and and certainly with a win yeah definitely and then we come back for uh nine ten days to prep for new mexico state and hopefully we'll take that game so uh for cody uh i'm matt uh thanks as always for listening to uh gotta talk uh tell everyone you know um about us uh you know help spread the word we want uh, everyone in eagle nation to uh to listen so just thanks for listening and uh after this uh short week we'll we'll be back uh you know previewing that new mexico state game and and hopefully recapping another win as as hopefully george southern gets his fifth win of the season yeah thanks for uh thanks for all the doubt downloads likes shares thank you so much and again um hopefully when we come back it's uh we're five and one and we're talking about uh clinching to be uh, bowl eligible hail southern matt hail southern cody thank you for listening to gotta talk be sure to visit our website gotatalk.com like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at gotta talk podcast for more news and coverage of georgia southern football reach out with questions share your thoughts or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com until next time eagle nation gotta and hail southern Thank <laughs> you.